This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. Welcome back, everybody, to Season 3 of South Bend Beat. It's going to be kind of the same thing this year. Every Monday, we're going to have a new episode, about 30 to 50 minutes, uh, talking with a local personality, influencer, uh, business owner, just somebody that you guys have probably heard of. We're going to start off Season 3 this week with Pocky Kelly. Pocky is the co-founder of the Kelly Cares Foundation, of course, with her husband, Brian Kelly, who's the coach of Notre Dame football. Uh, Pocky's also a two-time cancer survivor, and Kelly Cares to date has raised over $5 million toward cancer research. So being October, we sat down with Pocky to talk all things Breast Cancer Awareness Month and what they do throughout the rest of the year. And of course, we finished up with some Answer the Internet. So here is Pocky Kelly. Enjoy. And we're here at Kelly Cares with Pocky Kelly. Pocky, I want to start off with appreciate. I appreciate you taking the time. I know this has got to be a crazy month for you. It is, but it's a... Uh... For all the right reasons, it's a crazy month. So uh, kind of take us through a typical October for you. I know you have uh, your playbook. You have a lot of events going on. Where are you at currently as we record here in early October? Well, uh, we just finished uh, our first kickoff is usually the Zumba event, and that was last week um, at the stadium. And we're moving into this week's event, which is a uh, health screening that we're providing down on with the United Federal Credit Union on Main Street on the 10th, which is this upcoming Thursday. People could come by, and there's going to be diabetes screenings. There'll be um, some heart health screenings as well, uh, as well as the mobile unit that they have for the St. Joseph Hospital mammogram unit. So you've been doing this for a while now. When when October rolls around, obviously it's a year-long thing, but I, I would assume October is probably your most busy month? It is because we have so many events during the month. Yep. Um, we're not a huge staff. You know, We have five people, so an event takes a lot of our our, our workforce and, and its efforts, but we've got such great support in the community that we were able to do it. But um, it's, you know, like obviously you don't always get diagnosed for with cancer and we want, there's an awareness time in October. So we're using that right. platform with the platform that, you know, it's ND football season. We've got a lot of listeners out there and I wear a lot of pink and it's just to remind people, you know, I don't know that I, I would be here if I hadn't been proactive. And that's the one thing you can do as a patient is be proactive. And I'm glad you brought that up. Before we get back into the nitty gritty of Kelly Cares, I want to talk about your story and your background a little bit. Um, I know uh, one of the things that you've said is the one in a million thing, because yeah. uh, it wasn't something that you saw coming. Um, and, and it was a little bit of a surprise. So I think you were 37 at first diagnosis. Kind of take us through the steps before that diagnosis and how it kind of rocked your world once you got it. So I, I was, my youngest was um, one years old and he went through and I went to my doctor with a follow-up and, you know, my regular OBGYN. He says, well, if you're done having kids, we'd like to have a screening before you're 40. So I said, okay, you know, so I go to do my screening. And I think I was still 36 at that time in December. And they saw something that they didn't, you know, it looks a little weird. So just take a look at it. I mean, it wasn't a huge bump or anything. If you think it's getting bigger, come back. Right. And so we did. And 
I said, Brian, I think, it's, you know, then you think you're going crazy, like you're a little nervous. And I'm like, but we went in and got, so we just took it out, you know, kind of being proactive. And it really was kind of after the fact. So the biopsy came back. Then I found out I was a cancer patient. So um, after our, my lumpectomy and then the whole process of going back to clear the margins and then chemo and then radiation followed. And even after beating it again, so it ended, it ended up coming back. You're a two-time cancer survivor. Yep. After that first time, is it something that's known that, hey, you might be at a higher risk moving forward? So what happened was I'm one of six daughters, and I was the first of them. So they really felt like I was an anomaly. You know, right. I didn't have any markers in history that I knew of. And as a result, the um, I was like 96% cured. This is, you're just a fluke. And then uh, my sister, who's only two or three years older than me, gets it two years later. And now I swing from being 95% cured to there's a 85% chance right. we fall we fall into a BRCA1, which is a high risk um, and a high risk of reoccurrence. So um, I did not make my five-year marker on the way back, you know, for the first one. So uh, in a way, it was a blessing, you know, for me if I didn't have that information. And then it really allowed my other sisters to get tested, and three of the six of us carried the BRCA gene. Wow. So. And I know I did a little bit of research before I came in here today, and I know uh, this won't be surprising to any listeners, but even at the first diagnosis, uh, you were very methodical about how you went. Uh, uh, obviously, being a football coach's yep. wife, you have a game plan. <laughs> yep. You know, this needs to be done, followed by this, mm -hmm. and then you have your end goal. Right. Um, can you take us through some of the steps as far as, uh, I don't know, listeners that haven't gone through it or haven't had a family member gone through it? gone through it some of the things that were tough or what it meant to be methodical and actually get things buttoned up and not take any chances well once I was you know I came back that you know Brian kept saying we kept kind of waiting for that clearing and that's kind of that terminology of one in a million because when we had the lumpectomy he goes you should you know you're not gonna right. one in a million so when I finally had to tell him the kids were around and it wasn't a way I could do it and and so that he yeah. understood what I was trying to say and he's like like you got to be kidding me kind of look I yeah. said I know um, and then we kind of made a game plan from there we had to go back and clear the margins so that mm -hmm. required another surgery um, and we I don't know that we even really told our parents the, the first or, you know we shared it with anybody that I had a lumpectomy the first time you know what I mean we just were just going to do it and not even everyone worry about it and then we had to have family and friends get involved when we had a, the cancer and uh, the second surgery plus I was not going to go back to work now because I was a teacher at the time so we had to line up our ducks, so to speak, and I put our game plan into place. And we had such great outpouring of help and, and people, both friends and family, that you know we, we truly knew it was a blessing and we were gonna get through it pretty, as well as, we, as anyone can get through it. Right. Are you naturally a worrier? Uh, no, I'm no. not naturally a worrier. So I probably have that going for me, you know. Yeah. But like you said, there was I had to get through the for the second surgery. And then I had to get through chemo, which was we thought was going to be tough because I have a sensitive stomach anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and the kids, the two younger ones were, two, you know, two and three, so they they require a little more work on right. my half, you know, at home and when you're trying to get them to bed. Um, and then the uh, radiation, I, I didn't have a lot of. A fallout no pun intended that was more the chemo uh, fall, my hair falling out that we did different stuff like we shaved my head you know in terms of letting them know that you it had was. an event for that didn't you 
Uh, well, I had people come over and I had the right. kids shave my head yep. and let yep. them know that it was going to fall out anyway, but it's just my medicine. And the first time around, they were too young to really even understand what cancer was. Right. Yeah. The second time around, uh, we got called out by the daughter and she's like, I thought you said you were all done with this. Stuff. Like, well, <laughs> we thought we were too. Um, but it all, you know, it's all worked out in, in terms of, you know, and it was different things. Like we were in a really embedded community that we'd been there for a long time when we were at Grand Valley the first time. And then we just moved to Cincinnati. The second time, like my first doctor's appointment, had she had to tell me that I had cancer again. I mean, that's a, not an easy one for our doctor to go through either. Right. And but again, some of the outpouring, you know, you expect it for people you've been around for a long time, but you should have seen the outpouring that we received from Cincinnati people who didn't even. I mean, literally, we moved. You had just arrived. We moved in uh, April, mm-hmm. and I was diagnosed in September. Wow. So that's fantastic. Can you? Can you take us through the transition then from, okay, I've beaten cancer twice now mm-hmm. to Kelly Cares and what it is current day? So in the in the loophole there, um, you know, we had started to do paperwork for Kelly Cares and then I got diagnosed. So it kind of put on a hiatus and a hold for about two years. Um, and then my husband twitched jobs and we came up here to uh, South Bend with when you ask that question again, one more time. So the transition from... Um, I've beaten cancer twice mm-hmm. and then to what Kelly cares is currently because it, right. it, it kind of had different footing at yep. the beginning and it transitioned into Kelly cares. Exactly. So yeah. we were only, when we were in Cincinnati and got the paperwork running before I had like the majors, you know, double mastectomy, the, the idea was that we had a golf outing and we had, we were starting football one one and literally yep. the first year was like 42 people. And then I got to like 80 and then our last year it was over a hundred. So we're like, Oh, we're making progress. And then, our first year here, it was 300. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and, and kind of worried. Nice Although we have here. great facilities here and right. we had it down there, we just didn't, the outpour and the support was immense. And yep. then the next year we went to 600. So, you know, we have great ability to outreach to women in terms of that. And part of that was because people would ask me to speak, not relative to always cancer, but just to, like as a mom yep. and a wife of the coach. And it always amazed me that these, I'd go to these, my kids weren't that old then. I'm, I'm doing this, the pasta dinners now. <laughs> but they'd say, they, oh, I just feed them. I, you know, I, I go, does, does he play offense or defense? I don't know. He, he squishes the quarterback, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's how football 101 came into play. Yep. It's like, you know, these moms that put in so much time from Pop Warner to, you know, the high school level, like, you guys should know what your kid's doing. I mean, he may get switched around in position, but, right. you know. So that was kind of what started that up. And, you know, the staff, they're very good at what they do. <laughs> so let the let the college uh, professionals do it. And you mentioned Football 101. But let's dive into that a little bit okay. more. Can you kind of just tell everybody what Football 101 is and when they have a chance to get involved in that? So that event usually is um, in early June. Yep. And it kind of works around the schedule of the staff because the, they're a key part of it. And so are some of the players in, in terms of motivating. And I think that's one of the funnest parts of that is because when we first got here, no one really understood what the function was. And it's supposed to be a fun time. And um, you'd be as athletic or involved in the drills as you want to be and say, right, you know, yeah. we want you to have a good time and be safe. Um, but it's it's an environment where it's almost it's all women. So, you know, other than the players and the staff that are out there, it's you're good to go. So no questions, a bad question. Show us how you do these dummy drills. I mean, I mean, I went through public schools and we never did any, I mean, we had flag football for maybe two weeks right? and never anything of understanding, but I think our education is such that women are obviously, um, 
understanding football better now that they're more involved, yep. whether if it's a football one-on-one situation or just a general knowledge, you know. So they've, they've picked up the sport, even though they may never have played it and padded up. Now, during football 101, is it more, um, is it a physical thing that you're out there doing physical things or are you in the film room breaking down cover two versus cover four? So we mix up the, you know, we have 600 people and we're rotating around. Sometimes they're in the um, classroom setting and sometimes we talk about new rules. Sometimes we have referees. Oh, it's the full in, experience. And we, yeah. cha- we we change it up every year. And then sometimes we talk specifically about recruiting because a lot of people, really? if, if they've never oh, had awesome. recruiting. Yeah. I mean, it's specific to the college sports, not really professional. Right. Um, and then we also do drills. So, I mean, there's cool stuff out there. I mean, it's not just the pad and stuff. So we have an obstacle course, we have a throwing station, we have a kicking station. And like I said, they can get in. I mean, we've had people, you have to be 21. So 21 to over 80. Over 80, come. really? Oh, absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun <laughs> to see it. No, I want to get back into Kelly Cares a little okay. bit more specifically. Um, if I understand correctly to date you've raised over five million dollars closer to five and a half million dollars yes um that's a pretty big number can you kind of tell us how how you got to that number um well we since we've been here um and functioning as the kelly cares foundation we've done a variety we're very much event driven and and do a lot of our fundraising that way um and we've had a new york gala every year in the spring that is one of our um, major contributors there in in terms of fundraising but we also have smaller ones uh, and obviously the word of mouth and, and people yep. that are helping us, you know, like this upcoming week or this month, we have the pop, which is the power of pink cocktail party. And that's, um, coming up on Wednesday, the 23rd, and you can still get in on that. And but we have other events too. We have a golf outing and we have, you know, the sponsorships and the people that are, have been, you know, helping us along the way to grow and develop and have also allowed us to be fundraising to help other people in the community and other nonprofits. And we've, we've talked about October specifically and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, but I understand there, there's like three pillars, health, education, and community. Yes, Kelly Cares. that's correct. Um, can you talk about the other 11 months out of the year and uh, what you do to drive those? Well, so, you know, Brian and I are probably educators in, in the end, on the end of our tax, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, and, and I used to um, actually um, teach and coach, and he used to coach and teach yeah. <laughs> in his day. And, you know, it's always been a kind of important part of our kind of professional lives. And so we understand there's shortcomings there. And so having the ability to raise money for, you know, a group of kids going to Chicago or whatever it is that a school may need, um, we've been able to do that or a new whatever it is, new, uh, you know, a lot of things that school have a hard time with are the up-to-date electronics and Um, so those kind of things and, and we like to consider ourselves first responders because we don't have a big big thing in a very narrow um, mission statement we you know we want to improve communities through health and education so whether that be a small classroom or just general information about health you know it falls under we feel like if you if you fix those three things you know your community is going to grow in, in, in a positive way and I've always thought through uh, when you're talking about with nonprofits uh, you being the face of Kelly Cares, being the co-founder and board president, to the to the specific reason behind Kelly Cares, knowing that you have the experience and you've kind of gone through what a lot of these women are struggling mm-hmm. with or are coming to you with, yep. how helpful has it been to know that you've walked in their shoes and you can actually share a story? You know, I try to t- share the story from a personal standpoint, but I do think your health is, is your own personal and the way you handle it like the example i was saying before like i shaved my head Mm -hmm. but in my journey i had another lady say 
I was going to be, if I had one hair left, I was, I was going to win this thing <laughs> yeah. with the chemo. And that, I mean, so it's, there's a totally different perspective there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I, and I don't think one's better than the other. It's what works for the patient, like to get through those steps. And, um, that's what I'm, you know, we're hoping to give a, a lot of hope. And I feel like as a survivor, um, you know, I, I found my new passion. I was very passionate about teaching when I was doing it and then became sick and then we moved and all that. But I think that was God's way of saying, this is what you need to do now. And so with all my days, I'm going to try. I'd love to be the person who, who cures cancer, yep. but I don't know that that's me. I'm, but if my, my job is to tell people to be proactive with their health and be, do the screenings every, you know, if I'm the healthy person who got it, you may have the, those unknowns that I didn't know at the time. Yep. But I thank God I found him out because it may have saved my two of my sister's lives in, in the turnaround. That's awesome. Love it. Can you take us through what a typical day for you would look like? I imagine they're all very different. Yeah. Um, and this time of the year is probably very right. different than the spring. But um, what would a what would a typical day for you look like? Like in the fall? Like let's do, actually, let's do two different examples. Okay. Let's do a football season day in the okay. life for you and a non-football season. All right. So like a typical week for me is... Um, and, and especially in the fall, mm -hmm. is we obviously do, when I'm wearing my coach's wives hat, yep. uh, we do a lot of entertaining on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday okay. <laughs> of yep. home games and some away games, depending on where they're located. Uh, my mom hat is I wear on, you know, every day, obviously, but then my son, my youngest son is playing high school football, so okay, cool. I'm doing that on Friday nights um, and trying to get to all of those as that season winds down. Uh, but also, um, whatever his stuff he needs. I've got a daughter, actually, is a sophomore at Notre Dame. So occasionally I get the call from there. Um, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, I love Notre Dame. Sometimes for the, for the college kid, it would be nice to choose a little further away because yeah. <laughs> that call is not so convenient. But, as, you know, as we sit across the street. <laughs> yeah, as we sit across the street. But she's a, she's a great kid. So um, she doesn't usually, it's not every day I get a call. Yeah. But she's really, really found a space here uh, that's positive for her, too. Um, but like this week, we always have something coming up in, mm -hmm. in the month, so it's generally not that heavy. Uh, but on top of that, we are also um, supporters of other nonprofits. You know, one of the things that I'm probably not, you know, I'm preaching the choir, but I think God put us here for a reason because it is such a giving community. And, you know, I see some of the same people, not just at our events, but at all the other events that we support. And, you know, people want to people want to make a positive change here and and they're all on the same team to make this place a better place and it's i'm i'm glad to be here because of it awesome now before we get to some of the more lighthearted questions um a question i ask pretty much every guest um if we have a younger listener listening to this and you know, they just want to make an impact in the world whether it be in healthcare, whether it be in technology um what advice would you give them um i'm saying maybe like college aged yep so um I guess if I look back at the things that I was passionate about in my time and like, oh, how much I miss teaching, it was going to be really hard for me to, to give up that hat. And in the end, it was hard, but it was hard for me not to do anything, you know. And I remember telling, going to my doctor's office saying, well, when do I get to go back to work? And she's like, is someone telling you you have to go back to work? No, I just need to know. Because <laughs> I, needed, I needed that caveat. And like yep. when you were asking how do people get through it, I mean, I had to get through each stage of my recovery and then the honestly the probably the most reassuring thing i could tell you as a patient was their their statistics now are such that they were pretty dead on like she goes i go i just want to know when i'm going to start feeling normal again yeah and she says well you take your time of treatment and i go which one she goes 
all of them. <laughs> so I'm like, I go, that's seven months. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh. She's, you know, so I'm like, okay. So I'm like, so you're saying I'm not going to feel better till really like September. Yes. <laughs> you know, but I'm honestly, I do. I came home and told Brian, I said, you know, I'm kind of sluggish and not my high energy. And he goes, honey, the thing is that your 80% is probably way higher than most people's 100%. <laughs> yeah. So just let it happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, I, I was better patient than he thought I would be. And so, but honestly, I swear to God, like sometime in September, early September, all of a sudden I felt like there was it a boost hit. kick. Yeah. That's crazy. So it made me reassured me in terms of, boy, they, they've, they're collecting data and it's, it's, it's accurate. It's not just kind of out there. Yep. So, um, and that's important to people that are coming back, you know what I mean? Because you're just so, for, for me, who was so active, it was so foreign for me not to have the energy that I had, or, you know, at such low levels. So taking that in stride. Um, but it's, I think it's important that the things that we do at, at Kelly Cares is not just like the power of pink, you know. I think the things that I've seen change, which I love, are um, when we were in Cincinnati, this little boy had seen me, had my head shaved, you know, because my kids, as long as they didn't care, I didn't care, you know. And, and so I wore, I didn't start wearing hats till I lost all my hair because it's mm -hmm. cold without, <laughs> it's cold without hair. There's, yeah, you a, know there's a draft. <laughs> I walked fast enough to create my own draft. Um, so with that being said, you know, this little boy, I was feeling better and I was, had my hair back, but another mom got sick and, and I heard this little first grader say, oh, it's okay. Mrs. Kelly had cancer too, and she's fine. So Mrs. You know, so-and-so is going to be fine too. And that's the kind of discussions I want kids not to be afraid of. And so if I taught that by just being me and not really addressing any kids, yeah. then they're starting to see it's not a scary thing and it can be addressed and there's certain things you can do. So um, I think we're changing that generation where we just don't talk about those things. Right. And so we're, we're definitely moved forward on the social end, of, you know, where 20 years ago there weren't uh, save the Tata, you know, yeah. you know, whatever tournament, whether it be softball or a running race, you know, people are out there really trying to make an impact. Fantastic. And before we do get to the lightning round questions, uh, so this will release on Monday. I want to talk a little bit more specifically quickly about the Power of Pink yep. cocktail party yep. um, and how people can get involved. Well, you can go to kellycaresfoundation.org and still sign up. Uh, we're still looking for um, more registrations, uh, individuals, couples. It's actually a very fun and light. It's not a sit down dinner. It truly is a cocktail party with a great um, venue in terms of um, raising money for breast cancer awareness and research and also honoring our Playmaker of the Year. And our Playmaker of the Year actually is directly related to research in breast cancer um, and in the South Run, in the South Bend community. Um, and the award that we're giving it to is actually Sharon, Dr. Sharon Stack right here at, at uh, the Harbor Cancer Institute. And she's made great strides in, in a very unique setting, you know, in terms of labs and, and the way those things are Put together um, and they're pulling from all sorts of resources uh my great minds and efforts to 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 treat it and beat it and and that's we've really made a great partnership because those are the advancements that are going to make game-changing differences for cancer patients now and in the future and I love that you highlight some of the leaders yeah. that, and you give people a chance to donate to a good cause and have a good time. Uh, and if you're listening to this, all this information will be in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, do you want to answer some lightning round questions? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, 
They're, they're all right answers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, then yeah. I'll you take. Can, a, I'm going to take a hundred and walk out you, of here. You, you can get it as loose as you want with okay. these. Um, do you watch much TV? Very little, actually. Okay. Well, let's hope you can come up with one here. Okay. If you could erase one TV show, or actually, we'll even say a movie, from your memory to where you've never seen it, so you can go into it fresh and enjoy it all over again, do you have an answer? So, okay. So, so that, when me, you started that so question. So, for me, it's like, um, let's say let's say Seinfeld, big Seinfeld uh-huh. fan. And if I could erase it from my mind and I could just relive it all over again. Because it was a positive time. thing. Yeah. So, I was thinking of a, oh, a, no, a bad no, movie no. I never no. want to see again. Oh, I go, no. I, that's a long list. Yeah, that's most of them. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Mm-hmm. I do like some really old classics. Okay. Like my kids will like, laugh at this one, but uh, The Princess Bride. Okay, yeah. Is a great I mean, I'll still watch Classic. it. It's a yeah. very good, good movie and a lot of fun. Um, and I do like a lot of. I like. I'm a big Marvel fan. I like any oh. of the superhero oh, do you? ones. Yes. What What are a couple of your favorite ones? Mm, I kind of like. Is it Iron Man three where yeah. Pepper gets glowing and stuff? So do you go see them in theaters? Or oh yeah. You wait for them. To, oh, you'll go to. Well, theaters? I've gone to those by myself because my kids won't <laughs> wait for me. They They don't wait for my schedule. And there's certain ones I want to see in the theater. And you don't want to get spoiled, so you just no, you just, no, no. Yeah, get in. And get, yeah. Some I, I can that. see at home, and some I can't. Love it. Um, I think I know the answer for you on this one, but I'll ask anyway. Okay. Um, would you rather miss the last 10 minutes of every TV show you watch, every movie you watch, or the last 10 minutes of every sporting event you watch? I'm guessing you need to see the sporting events all the way through. I generally, well, if it's a blowout. But it's every one for the rest of your life. Every TV show or oh, movie or every well, game. Well, I've, I've yeah. been at my, enough of my husband's games that you need to see the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It's not over until it's over. Yeah, there's it some nail biters. He, <laughs> he uses every 60 minutes. Everyone gets their, their ticket value worth. There's, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do... Uh, have you ever been stuck in an elevator? I have never been stuck in an elevator. So it's so I don't know if, if Sarah mentioned it, but I made her take the stairs down to get us to take the stairs up because okay. I don't ride elevators. Okay. So she emailed. She's like, oh, you'll go to the elevator and you'll take second floor up. And I was like, is there any way you could come uh-uh. down to the stairs? <laughs> and then... As if I wasn't freaked out enough about elevators as we're walking up. She's like, oh, yeah, there was a blackout here at Eddie Strait. On Tuesday. Yeah, yep. she's like, someone was stuck in there for like 45 minutes with no lights. It's like, fantastic. I think it might have been longer than that. Well, I, don't, I, I can't so, speak. So to, I, get the I, know, I know that okay. my, I, I can't speak to that elevator because they may have gotten them out. Okay. I just know that the power, I live not too far from here. And yeah. I was at actually Rocco's Pizza and the, pop, the power went out. And Friend we, of the show, Rocco's Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And we went uh had our, we finished there and they slowly let us out and then I'm like, why am I going home? There's no power there either. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, it was dark for sure. <laughs> Would you be scared if you got stuck in an elevator? Or you're pretty. I mean, you've that, that you know, yeah. no, probably not. Not real claustrophobic. You know, the problem would be like, who am I in the elevator with? What all alone? I think would be the worst. No, I don't think that would be the worst. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could be in there with like the offensive line or something, and then it's well, yeah. Then you might have to worry about spaces. running out of you yeah. might be running out of air at some point. No, Are you worried about like annoying no. people? Uh, uh, sometimes, like in the when there's people that are very afraid, it's very hard to calm them down in those kind don't of situations. Don't get on an elevator with me because okay. I will lose my mind. I mean, I, I'll try my best, but yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them like instantly go to it. So, <laughs> what are a couple things on your bucket list? Oh yes, my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Mm. Places you want to travel to that maybe you haven't been able to get to yet. Well, I just I just took one off my bucket list. We went to Ireland this past summer. Oh, how was that? As a family, and, and uh, Brian had been one time as like a 
tourists and then the other time just for work for the game yeah so um it was our 20th anniversary set so i kind of wanted the kids they're kind of that age where they may not be coming on vacation with us anymore so that was kind of our last hoorah for that and um, they had a great time we had really enjoyed it uh there's some still things i still need to do yeah um i I, i've been to italy a few times Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i still want to go to alaska but i don't do well on boats so no all. cruise up to Alaska. No cruise anywhere. <laughs> so even big boats, no. not happening. I mean, I can do like the little charters that go really fast, like from across Mackinac. And really? Like, I can do if it's moving. But any, or like a ferry, I guess. If it's like, moving. Yeah. Yeah. But like just like out floating on a boat. not. Oh, that, I won't be on the boat. I'll jump off the boat. <laughs> You'd rather risk it in the water. I've, I've jumped off a boat in Hawaii and they threw me the surfboard and I just sat on that. You didn't fall out. You jumped out. I jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, where is she going? <laughs> Trust me, you want me off the boat right now. So yeah. you'd have... And I, if I, I have I, sea I, legs, they're really broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's it's relatively difficult to fly into Alaska. I mean, there's only a few yeah. commercial airports, and i assuming you're not making that drive. Um, okay, so if I'm driving, I need to be driving, by the way. Oh, you really? Yeah. You have to be behind the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sure does help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, so my kids got to experience mom's not that much fun to travel with when she's not driving. So a question I had later, what, what's the longest car ride you've taken? Oh, let's see. Like nonstop. I mean, I drove with my mom of all people and my one year old at the time to Texas. Oh man. we got Texan in the house over yeah. here. And uh, were you able to drive? You were behind the wheel? Or is that a recent thing where you have to be behind oh, the no, wheel? Oh, no, this is like 20 years ago. Yeah. Have you always had to be behind the wheel, though, or is that a recent development? I think this, this, this what do I going to call it, traveling sickness that I've acquired yeah. has gotten worse in age. So I'm just going to blame chemo. That's what I used to do. So <laughs> I had chemo twice. Hey, that's instead, right, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to do a lot more like anybody else. Um, you know, I used to do a lot more on the... I like speed, mm-hmm. like on roller coasters and stuff. Yeah. I've never been a spinny gal. So you, but you will do a roller coaster as yep. long as it's like kind of yep. straightforward. Yep. But not the teacups. Oh, never the teacups. <laughs> Did the teacups once and that was it. <laughs> One teacup ride. All right. Um, if, uh, so if you guys want to go out and have a nice dinner, South Bend or the surrounding area, mm-hmm. are there are a couple of hot spots you like to go to maybe for a date night. Um, we usually are in for date night yeah. and do like dinners like we make dinners with people oh, at yeah, their houses yeah um as much love as everyone gives um brian kind of tough and us, to go out it's, yeah. it's tough to go yeah. out so i mean sometimes it's like we're a little presently surprised but yeah. it doesn't happen very often do you have a go-to dish that you like to prepare uh he goes through a series of likes and dislikes yeah. i mean like, there's there's no staple. there used, to, toes, there used yeah. to be a staple dish that he doesn't even wouldn't eat at all now <laughs> And it wasn't because I killed it, but I could have killed it. Yeah. But um, he just eats differently, you know. Yeah. Like, and I think even like like what's his favorite beverage? I mean, I've known him for twenty some years, and no idea. It changes. It has yeah. like he gets, he grows out of one and finds another one, or you know, same with this food. Cool. Let's do uh, one more. I'm hoping you've seen both these movies. Would you rather be stuck in Jumanji or Jurassic Park? Ooh, good question. Hmm. Let's say, uh, yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. Do you want me to survive it? See, so guests if, have taken two different ways. They, some guests answer on like, it would be cooler to see this. My first thought is always, which one do I have a better chance of surviving? So yeah. let's go with that one. So I would rather go Jumanji if I'm yeah, surviving. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. 
and I mean, you're right. If you could really do Jurassic Park in a safe way, yeah. it would be cool to and see all those things. Some people said, I'm going to die anyway. I'll just do Jurassic Park. Ooh. Well, like, <laughs> I don't think they realize how big those animals are. That, and you do not want a raptor hunting you. No. no. I, mean, I would give me a lion hunting me, a tiger, right. a snake. I don't want uh, a You raptor. got a better chance with a lion because yeah. those the guy lions don't do any of it. Yeah. It's the yeah. girls, you know. And, you but it's still that it. whole pack thing. I don't yeah. think people under. I mean, you'd be afraid of wolves. So why wouldn't you be afraid of things that are... I mean, right down here, Eddie Street Commons, could you imagine walking through and the raptors are just like no. closing in on you? No. Oh, no. It would be... Not there, for me. There's a reason there's 90 million years between us yeah. and them, right? <laughs> For sure. All right, well, appreciate your time before I let you go. Um, I just want to give you a chance to plug uh, where people can help out if they want to just do a straight donation, all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. So yeah. I direct everybody to the, our, our website. There's yeah. opportunity there to donate if you want to do it that way. If you want to participate, you know, with our uh, events, um, the Power Pink being the one that would become next. But also, you know, our I urge you also next week to come to the health screenings. If mm-hmm. you've been on your thing, it's right there on Main Street in Mishawaka. I mean, it can't be probably go by it three or four times a, a week. So make a point to be out there on uh, in October, on October 10th from 11 to 4. That's going to okay. be occurring. And also, um, we also have closed the, the month with the Survivor's Dinner, which is a, a list of people that we've re- obtained and invited to, you know, close out. And they're all at different spaces and times with their healing. Some of them are two years out, and some of them are still going through it currently. So, um, you know, I always say we have time, treasure, and talent, and we have them at different times in our lives. So we can always be giving, and it doesn't always have to be grand. Sometimes it's the smallest things that we do that make people's day, and we all have that ability if we just reach out a little bit more. I think our world has gotten a little so hectic sometimes, Mm -hmm. and I'll be the first to admit that I have a hectic life, but I try not to, to go so fast that I don't see miss the needs that are right there in front of us um but this is why i think we ended up here and it's a very special place and there's so many people that do have their eyes open to make those impacts well pocky i really appreciate you finding the time and i appreciate everything you do and kelly cares does for um, not only the local area but for the world i wish you all the best moving forward and again uh thanks for inviting us over here and being able to hang out for i appreciate you guys coming Yeah.